morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailu of Summerton, Philadelphia. Continuing with our Derech Hashem week over here. Well, lively, lovely morning it is. Um, the day after Shushan Purim. Tez Zayin Adar. Yavor. That's what it says regarding Purim. But with regarding Derech Hashem and learning Torah in general, it's definitely not Velo Yavor. It's let's keep going. Full speed ahead. So we continue with exactly where we left off yesterday. We are in Chelek Dalad, Perches, Simon Dalad. We're talking about the Shoifer, the mitzvahs that we have under Shoshana, but the Shoifer is and what the Shoifer does and what the Shoifer is bringing down. So we had an introduction yesterday. We saw the first half of this paragraph where the Ramchal is telling us that on Shoshana, the dinner of Shoshana is about Hashem renewing his authority, his position as a Melech. The entire world has to get audited and checked. How do you fit in with my Malchus? Is your contract going to be renewed? It's a time of din, a time of judgment, and as such, we're in trouble. And when we're in trouble, we need a secret weapon. And the secret weapon is going to have to be the shoifer. And that's what we saw yesterday, that the tool, the secret weapon that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us to stave off the brutality of Midas Adin and to help us get inscribed, written and inscribed, and sealed for a good judgment for the coming year is the shoifer. The shoifer is somehow able to silence the prosecutor. It's able to silence the prosecution and shake him up and mix him up. We asked a number of questions yesterday. What does it mean altogether to shake up and mix up the prosecutor? How does it how is it that he falls for the same ruse every year? Falls for the same trick every year? How, how do you understand that? And what is it that the shoifer is doing? Why is it just like, okay, says God, you guys are in big trouble. You take this horn and blow this horn, everything's gonna be a-okay. What's going on over here? This, you know, this magic tricks in Judaism. Does magic wand take out this magic wand? Wave the magic wand. Save a few. Ma- say a few magic words, and everything's beseder now. That's that's uh, doesn't sound very Jewish, right? So let's no, continue. Let's continue. <laughs> let's continue with uh, the discussion over here, and let's see today what the Ramchal will share with us and help us put this understanding together and understand what the Shofar is all about. So it says the Ramchal. <laughs> earlier, much earlier in the Sefer, in the second section, we've seen that what? What does Midasadin say? Midasadin, the job of Midasadin is to say that if someone is undeserving of, of um, benefit, undeserving of blessing, undeserving of bounty, Midasadin says, I'm sorry, you're not going to get it. Midas Adin says, if you deserve, you receive. If you do not deserve, you do not receive. Midas Adin is not a bad punishment as much as it's about precision. It's not about suffering as much as it's about as much as it's about um, working with just accuracy, pinpoint accuracy, of who you are, what you see is what you get. So that's Mitzadin. The job of Mitzadin, Hashem's Mitzadin, is about establishing if you are deserving or not deserving. If you're deserving, you receive. If you're not deserving, you don't receive. And yes, the sums that can be very harsh, it can be very uncomfortable and pleasant and brutal, but that is exactly what Mitzadin is. Cain, Michaika Bishbat Atzmai, who nevertheless at the same time, although Mitzadin declares the simple axiom of if you if you 
um, are deserving, you will receive. It does recognize the following, and this is what makes it clear that Midas Hadin is not how we we uh, usually translate and what we usually associate with. What do we usually associate Midas Hadin with, as we just said? We associate Midas Hadin with suffering, punishment, punitive, anger, wrath. That's not what Midas Hadin is. Midas Hadin is just, there's a system, there's rules. you got to go by the rules. And there's rules that are there to determine if you're going to get rewarded or punished. If you're going to get treated nicely or treated treated harshly. Midas Hadin is just about following the rules. So the rules do recognize the following. The rules themselves, Midas Hadin does recognize that there are things that you can do. If you do certain things in certain ways, then you will get certain results. Midas Hadin does recognize the, the Hanhaga of exactitude of precision which declares if you are deserving of bracha, we'll give you bracha. If you're not deserving, you're not going to get it. It recognizes that there are sometimes exceptions to that. Midas Hadin itself recognizes that they can, you can have exceptions. Again, if Midas Hadin would just be this harsh, brutal, unforgiving force coming from heaven of let's just fry everybody. Let's just destroy everybody. Let's just get rid of everybody. There's no re- room for exceptions to that. There's no room for Midas Hadin to make exceptions. But being that Midas Hadin is really just about playing by the rules, sticking to the rules, the rules see that sometimes the rules can bend. The rules are aware of that. The rules recognize room for leniency within the rules. Midas Hadin realizes, recognizes um, that there can be a time and a place for rachamim and chemla, for compassion and mercy. If you qualify, but you still have to qualify, meaning there's an exception to the rule, but you have to qualify for that exception. You have to qualify for that exception. There's a rule that your insurance company has, perhaps, that um, you get into, you know, an accident, you pay, pay you got to pay your deductible, your rates will go up, all kinds of things are going to happen, but, but, and that's, those are the rules they, they have. But maybe they also have uh, an exception, which is if it's a first-time accident, you know, maybe accident your rates won't go up. What? Accident forgiveness. That's right. Or if you've been driving for, for 24 months without anything on the record, we can also be more lenient. Those are exceptions. Unavoidable accidents. Unavoidable accidents. We'll make exceptions for those. That's right. These are all exceptions to the rules of the accurate, precise way of dealing with you. But the rules recognize the exceptions because they will be applied during the right circumstances, um, conditions, and situations, right? Okay, so let's just grasp this idea clearly, what Midas Adin does recognize and what it doesn't recognize. Midas Adin is about precision and accuracy, and that can be harsh and brutal and blunt. It recognizes, though, we can make exceptions to those rules, but those exceptions have to have rules also. The exceptions to the rules also have rules. Just like the insurance company. The insurance company is not going to randomly say, well, you know what, we're going to go easy on you this time. Why? No, it's because we're in the right mood. No, no, no. There's no such thing. That's not an exception to a rule. The exceptions also have to have rules. Midas Adin is not going to say, let's just go easy on you this time. You know what, we're in a good mood. Let's go easy. Midas Adin is not going to say that, ever. 
Misa then won't say that because then there's no rule behind the exception to the rule. There's got to be a rule. There's got to be a Havana. There's got to be coming from somewhere. <coughs> what Midas then will recognize is under the current situation and conditions and terms, you actually qualify for mercy and compassion because of where you're holding, because of what's going on right now. You qualified for Midas HaRachimim. Midas Adin will recognize that you'll qualify for Midas HaRachimim under the right terms and conditions. Okay, so everybody, that's, actually, that's, a, that's a, a deep idea. That's a deep idea of the day so far. The deep idea of the day. So let's take a sip of coffee and let that percolate a little. Okay. Um, that is within the capabilities of Midas Adin. So on Rosh Hashanah, again, bring this back to Rosh Hashanah. Excuse me. And Rosh Hashanah, we have Midas Adin. And Midas Adin is exacting and demanding. And Midas Adin says, if you deserve, you're going to receive. If you don't deserve, you're not going to receive. And we say, which means what? Who can withstand Din? And what's the answer? It's a rhetorical question. There's no answer. Nobody, nobody can withstand Din. Even the Malachim, right? Nobody's ever going to be found to be deserving when we deal with exactitude, when we deal with precision. So that's, again, on Rosh Hashanah, it's Midas Hadin. But as we just saw, Midas Hadin itself, again, deep thought of the day, take two. Midas Hadin itself recognizes, Midas Hadin is about rules, or sticklers for rules. The rules themselves recognize that you can make exceptions to the rules. Midas Hadin recognizes that it can be exceptions to Midas Hadin, and it's within Midas Hadin. However, what's the bottom line? Midas Hadin only recognizes an exception to the rule when? When there's a rule to the exception behind the rule. When there's a mahalach. The exception has to have a mahalach. The exception has to be a reason why we're making an exception. So Midas Adin can say, well, I see that you've qualified for rachamim. I see you've qualified for compassion. And I, as Midas Adin, I recognize it because Midas Adin doesn't mean punishments. It means exactitude. I see that you've qualified. And, 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 and we'll give you that exception. But there has to be a mahalach, there has to be a rule behind the exception to the rule. Okay, this is now going to bring us back to Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is about Mitzah Din. We're, ne- we're never going to make it if it's about Din. But even Mitzah Din can see exceptions to Mitzah Din, can see room, situations, and circumstances for us to go easy on you. As long as the exception has a rule, behind, the exception to the rule has a rule behind the exception to the rule. So let's see. And what is that? That's bringing us back, obviously, to... The shoifer. This is going to be bring us back to the shoifer. So the shoifer is a device that will arouse compassion and mercy, will get us to be zayicha bedin, even without being zayicha bedin, because it can make an exception to the rule of midas adin. But there's got to be a mahalach. There's got to be a system. There's got to be an approach behind that shoifer. Zalamberzen. Yeah, v'lo yeduktak kalim bediktu gomer when midas adin sees. Room for there to be an exception to Midasadin. Midasadin can work with that exception because that's within Midasadin. Is that sometimes we can bend the rules, provided that there is an approach as to why we're bending the rules. It can't be random. It can't be haphazard. It can't be well. We're in a good mood right now. Let's throw the rule book out the window. Midasadin can never throw the rule book out the window. Everybody got that? Very very big aside. Understanding Midasadin. Midasadin can never throw the rule book out the window. Midasadin can turn to the back of the rule book and see in the back of the rule book where we can make exceptions to the rules, right? Because there's a mahalach over there. There's a mahalach as to why there's room to be easy on you, lenient, caring, and compassionate. 
It's got to be Mahalach. The Ramchal gives an example. Someone that um, is easygoing with other people, someone that's not a stickler for his own his own pride, for his own principles. If he can back down on his pr- principles, he can back down on his pride. So we'll go easy on him as well. Mitzvah will go easy on him. We'll we'll forgive him for his averus. Now that sounds that sounds wacky and wild, right? You're essentially telling me that if I am easygoing with other people, if I'm not demanding when it comes to other people, I, I'm not. I don't come to claim all my, the, the, everything that I have coming to me from you. I can look the other way. I can overlook things. I can be easygoing. So in Shemaim, they'll forgive me for my Averis. Well, that's 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 you know, pretty amazing. But what happened to Mitzadin? Mitzadin Laka. But a Mitzadin is exacting and demanding and harsh and brutal. Where did all my Averis go? The Territ says Mitzadin can recognize a Mahalach. Mitzadin can see an exception over here. This person deserves preferential treatment. If this is a person who is able to be easygoing, doesn't demand everything that's coming to him from other people, doesn't demand. His, the treatment that's, 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 that he's deserving of doesn't demand the, uh, everything that's owed him and coming his way. So, you know what? He deserves preferential treatment from us. We won't demand everything that he owes us as well. Says the Ramachal, That is the, the system, the mahalich of measure for measure. Same way he's easy going with others. We'll be easy going with him. Turns out that we fear with him. We deal with him through compassion. He's getting compassion. That's under the umbrella of Midas Adin. Even when we're in the realm of Midas Adin, even when Midas Adin is scrutinizing this fellow, he can still be deserving of Rachman within the umbrella, within the scrutiny of Midas Adin, because Midas Adin sees this exception. That's half of a fellow. It's an amazing in, in, insight over here. Again, a continuation of the deep thought of the day here, Rabbi Yisai, is Midas Adin Amol recognizes Midas Arachimim, provided that there is a Mahalach. What's Midas Adin? Midas Adin? Exactitude. Harshness. Suda. 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 Okay. Um... You're way behind. Way, way behind. You're right. You're right. The only thing I can say to that is, as the Rovya. And who is for all these kids? You're right. You're right. Okay. You know, I was in Israel for 20 years and I barely picked up Hebrew, you know? Let's go on. Let's go on. Um, Amnam. Okay, so this is a huge thought over here, a huge idea, a huge idea that, uh, and we're, we're returning to Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is Midas Hadin. Rosh Hashanah, there's no escaping Midas Hadin, as we say in the happening. There's no, Melch ba Mishpat Yamid Haaretz, Midas Hadin, Midas Mishpat, the same concept. Melch ba Mishpat Yamid Haaretz, Hashem is Nizgala, reveals himself as a Melch on Rosh Hashanah, and when the Melch comes, he comes with the Mishpat. We can't, we can't change the Anhaga and Rosh Hashanah of Mishpat to Rachamim, but we can get Mishpat to recognize Rachamim. But only if there's a Mahalach, only if there's a reason 
why Mishpat should recognize Rachim. Only if there's a rule behind the exception to the rule. Like Mita Kanega Mita. He's giving this as like just like an isolated example. We recognize Mita Sadin can recognize the fact that we should go easier on this person because he goes easy on other people. Your insurance company recognizes the fact that you've had a, a good driving record for the last 24 months. We'll go easy on you this time. They recognize it. There's a rule behind the exception. So that's different, right? That, 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 that's, that's, no, that's not Rosh Hashanah, really. I'm avoiding examples like that. I'm dafka avoiding examples like that. Your uncle CEO, there's no mahaluch over there. There's not a mahaluch. That, that, that's, that's, that is, for, as far as you're concerned, that's arbitrary. That's, that's haphazard. That, that's different. You're not really deserving of anything. That, that, that is an example, but not for Rosh Hashanah, for maybe for other things, for other things. Um, um, not just that example that I gave you, says the Ramchal, of you're nice to others, so it'll be nice to you. You are easy going with others, so it'll be easy going with you. Any such action that we establish <coughs> that makes you deserving of Midas HaRachamim, Will also evoke compassion and kindness, and be recognized by Midas Adin by Hashem's um, attribute of 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 judgment. So, the, in other words, there's a whole there's a whole arsenal over here, arsenal of such concepts that can that that are exceptions to the rule of Midas Adin, but there's which have rules behind the exceptions of the rules, which Midas Adin recognizes, and even within Midas Adin, I can I can escape. One of those items that's in this greater arsenal of things that I can do to make myself deserving of an exception to din is mitzvah is, shofar. Is blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is another one of these activities that allows me to receive mercy. And allows me to receive mercy in a way that Midas didn't recognize. Okay, so before we go on, the stage is set for some very interesting and 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 and, and um, fundamental discoveries about what the shofar is and what the shofar is doing, and really what Rosh Hashanah is. And Rosh Hashanah is all about din. Melech ba mishpat yamid es and Rosh Hashanah there's no escaping the din. The Vardan, the shofar is not trying to be mahapich Midas din to Midas Okay, if we say it that way, we we miss the point. If we say it that way, we didn't really understand the Yisoyed of Rosh Hashanah or the Yisoyed of the Shoifer. The, the point of the Shoifer is not to switch Hashem's Hanhaga, to switch Hashem's attitude towards us from Melech Bamishba to a, a, a Melech Shel Rachamim. We're not trying to make God a God of judgment, go from a God of judgment to a God of mercy. You can't do that. On Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is two days of judgment, of Mishpat. And you can't change it. It's not in our power to change that. That's how Hashem is revealed to the world right now in, in the recreation of creation is a melech mishpat what we can do is get mishpat to recognize rachman we can do is within mishpat have uh, a a um the mishpat tempered with rachman directed through mercy and compassion and to subvert the mishpat as opposed as opposed to Switching mishpat for rachim. You can't make a switcheroo. You can make a subversion. You can make Hashem's mishpat be subverted and tempered by rachimim. But the difference is 
between replacing Mishpat with Rachamim. Everyone wants to know, so what's the Nafkamir with? It just sounds like semantics. You're replacing Mishpat with Rachamim, you're subverting, you're channeling, uh, tempering Mishpat with Rachamim. The Nafkamir is exactly what we've been saying. The Nafkamir is the Nafkamir of the deep thought of the day, which is, does there have to be a system? Does it have to be a mahalach? Does it have to be something that makes sense that can be described in the rule book? So the answer is yes. Because when we're replacing Mishpat with Rachamim, maybe I can get away with things that, that don't have a mahalach, that there's no discernible system if I'm just replacing Mishpat with Rachamim. But that's not what Rosh Hashanah is about. Shan is about tempering, mitigating the, the, the Midas HaAdin with, with Rachamim. And if that's the case, it requires a system, it requires a device, it requires a mahalach, there has to be a rule that makes an exception to the rule. And one, the device that we're supplied with, that secret weapon, Roshan, is the shoifer. So the stage is set then for us to ask a question. So what exactly is the shoifer doing? How does that work? Again, this seems to make no sense. If anything, the shoifer seems to be like, like my uncle being the CEO. It seems to be something that has no system, no mahalach, something random, arbitrary. Take out this horn, toot, toot, toot on the horn, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everything's going to be just fine. Don't worry, everything's going to be amazing because you did toot, toot, toot on the horn. You can't get more arbitrary than that, right? That's like the the the, the example of Mavir of Mavir that if I'm easy going, you'll be easy going. That makes sense. There's a system. What's the system of the shoifer? So let's see further. Says the Ramchal immediately. He alludes to this in the very next half a line. When we blow the shoifer properly, when we do it in the right way. The results, the dividends that we will reap over here, the fruits of the labor of blowing the shaver properly, is that we will receive on Rosh Hashanah a temperance of din, a, a, a mitigation, mitigation of din, mitigation of the litigation. And we will receive mercy and compassion instead of harsh, brutal judgments. One thing is quite clear from the Ramchal. It's not a magic wand. You got to do it the right way. You got to blow the shreifer the right way. Koroi. Properly. Now, by properly, it doesn't mean not talking about the tashrats, the tarats, and tashats, and uh, the, 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 the rashi, and shitas rashi, and shitas rabbeinu tam, and shitas rav haigoin. Not talking about that, right? 30, 60, 90, 100. Not talking about, you know, the blustman, viffel blustman. Not not talking about all that, obviously, because that would invite to just be one big glorified magic wand, make the right combination of sounds, and the right time, the right way, and boom, all your all your woes and worries are gone. He's talking about obviously it has to be done with a system, it has to be done with an approach, it has to be done with the right approach. And with some kind of involvement on our end that allows us to be device that is recognized by Bidas Adin. So we're going to speak that out in a moment. But there's also another very nice diuk that makes it clear that the shoifer is not a magic wand ever. It's not just come to shul, hear the shoifer, and everything is, all your worries are flushed down the toilet bowl. Look what, what else he says, right? He says you have to do properly. He says that will be the fruit that we will pluck from this. The the fruits that we will that we will that we will reap from our efforts of the shoifer will be compassion. What an interesting like um, imagery and analogy that he gives us. Why is he, you know, the Ramchal, again, is not, uh, is not a, uh, well, he did write poetry, but here is not writing poems for us, right? He was a playwright also. You guys know that the Ramchal wrote plays? 
He wrote a play. He wrote a lot of things, the Ramchal. He really wrote a play. Um, it's hard to get a hold of it. I think I have a copy of it somewhere. No, 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 no. No. Um, but here he's not being poetic. He's saying he's saying it like it is. He says that the, if we blow the shaver properly, the fruits that we will harvest will be that will receive um, <laughs> compassion. Why is he referring to that as a fruit, as a harvest? Terence is like this, Rabbi. He wants to make it clear that what? There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. When I, the beginning of the planting season, and I plant the, the apple seeds, and I plant the cucumber seeds, there's a guarantee that I'm going to get a nice cucumber batch? No, there's no guarantee at all. There's no guarantee. I plant those cherry tomato seeds. I don't know what's going to be. The hot peppers, some, we, some years we've done, done better, some years we've done worse. Uh, with cherry tomatoes, generally those are pretty good, but still there's no guarantee. No guarantees ever from anything that you plant, right? You, a lot of things have to come together. What? You don't. You're planting your marijuana in the backyard. What is that, Ramosha? There's nothing on guarantee. That's right. Nothing. Even the weed, that's right. No guarantees. No guarantees. Only one is guarantee. Everybody's going to die. And, and taxes, yeah, and taxes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So what does the Rebbe want to make it clear? This is, listen how he does it so beautifully. The Shaifer, there's no guarantee. If the Shaifer would be a magic wand, toot, 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 below the Shaifer, all your Aveyers are gone. Okay, that's beautiful. That's a guarantee. There's no system. There's no Mahalach. But that's not, that wouldn't be compared to the reaping of a fruit, the fruit harvest. Fruit harvest means it's got to go with the right approach. Okay, so it's clear that we got to do the Shaifer the right way. When we do the Shaifer the right way, that is what will bring down for us Midas ha rachamim. That's where we're going to earn compassion from. And you know what? It's getting a little late, so we'll stop here. And tomorrow we'll bring this on. We'll see what exactly. How do we blow the shofar? What's the right way? To, how is it that the shofar provides us with this approach? Provides us with this mahalach? Provides us with this um, um, the rule behind the exception to the rule that Midas didn't can recognize that can bring down compassion on Rosh Hashanah. Now that we understand how Roshana works and what the Shafer is there to do, so Mitzvah Shem will bring it home next uh, tomorrow. Okay, thank you all for joining.